1: Nico, you know, close game at halftime. What happened in the second half that you know turned it lopsided in their favor? You know, I mean, without watching the film, I think a couple of things that were really clear was, you know, they got going offensively. I thought Matt Bradley for them, you know, uh, hit some shots, and they, I, I mean, I think they made eight, eight of their first nine threes. And I, I thought we kind of let that affect our our intensity and our physicality on the defensive end. And they just kind of kind of overwhelmed us. I mean, I haven't looked at. The, the final numbers, but I think they, they got back about half of their misses. And, uh, um, Bradley got going and I just thought we just emotionally and physically just really struggled to, to handle that and um, just got overwhelmed and, um, in the second half. And that's obviously really, really disappointing. Um, but, you know, we'll learn from it. And, and uh, as much as this hurts and it should hurt, um, I got no doubt this team will respond. Were you surprised at that, that, um, you didn't emotionally respond to, to some of those early runs Yeah, you know I, I, you know, I don't know if surprise is the right word. I mean, I, I I, certainly would have hoped that we wouldn't. You know, this is a team that's been through this before. I mean, they beat some good teams and in and, 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 and some tough situations here. But today wasn't our day. I mean, they just, they beat us in every way. I mean, you name it. You know, we, we turned the ball over. Uh, uh, we turned down good shots to drive it into traffic um we didn't gain rebound we didn't execute uh, um we didn't do a good job of bringing help when we needed to um and then you know you got to give them credit too i mean matt bradley he got he got he got I mean, we just really didn't have much of an answer for him and uh, um and so you know they did what they needed to do here today so i don't know if i'm surprised um uh, as much as you know disappointed. Bradley, but the combo of Bradley doing what he did, and then in the paint, they kind of dominated both in the glass and score and everything. Those kind of two keys there of un- unable to hang in the paint. Yeah, I mean, I think I went into this game, and I felt like if we if we took care of the ball and we rebounded, we'd be right there to win. And I thought early on in the, in the, in the game, we were doing those things, you know, decent. We were getting to the free throw line. Uh, um, I thought we were playing with some physicality, uh, uh, moving the ball, and then clearly it started to get away. From us. we started turning the ball over. Uh, uh, we couldn't get a rebound, when we got him to miss. Um, so I don't think, I mean, that's who they are. Not, it, wasn't any, it wasn't any secret. We know that that's what they do. And um, obviously everything that we had to do, the key to the game, we didn't accomplish here today.
0: What's up? Welcome back to another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. That was Nico Medved talking on the Zoom call with us. Well, actually, Kevin Layle was doing there in san diego in person he asked that question myself as well as eddie hers got afterwards but obviously a, a really tough day for the rams um you have an opportunity to, to really impress on a national stage you're playing san diego state on cbs prime time you know uh, just a really a really great moment is, is what it could have been you know if you found a way to even like compete even if you lose a really tight one but it's one of those all-time classics it, it would have been fine I mean Viejas Arena is one of the toughest places in the country to play you know Medved joked post game that he promises that they won't be the only team to, to lose there this season and that's true I mean the last team to win there was CSU when they came back from from 26 so it's just it, it's not a place that teams come in and and steal victories very often it was a it was a competitive game, I felt like, for, I don't know, maybe the first 25-ish minutes or so, and then, you know, San Diego State really just, they pulled away, and that's kind of what Medved was talking about in terms of, I think, eventually, San Diego State just kept hitting shots from deep, and CSU just kind of let it impact them, and... And I think really for the first time this season, we saw a Rams team that down the stretch in the second half, you know, when the game was on the line was really just out of sorts. I mean, there have been ugly stretches for CSU at various points and in some of these games this season. I mean, they'd already come back from double digits three times previously. So obviously to, to go down double digits, you know, you're not playing your best basketball, but they always find a way to figure it out. And especially in the second half, I mean, this has been a CSU group that just closes, you know, they've been lethal with those opportunities. But it it just wasn't their day. And and sometimes that happens. And we're going to dive into it, you know, discuss some of the takeaways, observations, all of that. Something to keep in mind for our homeowners with prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market, you know how stressful trying to buy a house is right now. I mean, Especially in Colorado, the housing market. It's absurd out here. Let my friends, Mike and Virginia Chevalier, help you out. They're gonna alleviate so much stress. Just take some of that burden off of you. As mortgage brokers, they're able to shop over a dozen lenders with many different products to find the right fit for you. They want their borrowers to know who they're working with and not feel bounced around. They take the time to help their borrowers be as informed as they want every step of the way. And Mike and Virginia are going to take the burden off folks so they can focus on their home being a home, not just a house. Mike and Virginia are proud CSU supporters. They're DNVR members. And if you go to dnvrmortgage.com, you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. You can also call Mike directly at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472, or again, just go to dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006, Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, all right, all right. Let's dive into it. (laughs) It was an ugly game. It was even harder to rewatch the second time. But this was CSU's lowest points scored for any game this season with 49 worst shooting day from the field. Um, I mean, it, it's really bad when you start to go through all these. They were 27.9% from the floor, 15% from three-point land. That was the worst as well. Both of those were. 17 turnovers was a season high. So all around offensively, I mean, it was just ugly. They, they couldn't buy a bucket. The offense got really stagnant at times. You know, they were talking about that on the broadcast. It, it really tended the ball just really tended to stay on one side of the court. When you watch this CSU offense, when it's really firing on all cylinders, it's, you know, multiple ball reversals. They're sharing it. There's people cutting, there's people setting screens. And this was just a lot of ISO situations. And I, I, I feel like SDSU's length really gave the Rams trouble on, on both ends. I mean, on offense, CSU, they they just struggled to get good looks up. The open ones they had, they weren't able to knock down for the most part. There were a couple. I mean, Isaiah Stevens hit a couple of nice mid-range shots. David Roddy had an absurd fadeaway where he showed off his footwork, which is super underrated, by the way. I shared that one on Twitter. But it was just a lot of settling for, for long jump shots. Some of them were open. Some of them were contested. The Rams, they they really didn't get the ball in the paint, and You've got to be able to do that. There, there were moments, I felt like, in the second half where CSU kind of started to, and that was smart because San Diego State was shorthanded and they were starting to get in foul trouble. I mean, they were hacking all game. It was it was not a fun fun game to watch visually. I mean, just no flow to it, and, and the refs were calling everything both ways. And, I mean, the Aztecs were hacking, so I, I get why they were calling a lot of these, but it was just it was tough to watch. You know, both ways, there just wasn't any flow to it really until the end when the Aztecs kind of really poured it on and and routed the Rams in the end. But the game was closer than the final score indicates. But also, I mean, the final score is kind of accurate of, of the way it played out. San Diego State was always in control. CSU did have a couple of runs, and, you know, for the first 25 minutes were in it. But the Aztecs were never in danger. I mean, this was one of those where really for 40 minutes they just kind of brought the fight to the Rams, and the Rams staggered around a little bit, threw a couple of shots, landed one here and there, but for the most part, they got bullied. San Diego State had 17 more total rebounds than than CSU did. They had twice as many offensive rebounds, just a ton of putbacks, and, and some of that was a product of, of the Rams being in a zone, and it, it allows opportunities for guys to come charging in at the hoop and We saw it a couple times, Aztecs players throwing down big dunks, soft misses. That, you know, you can live with that, but you got to box out better. But you also need somebody outside of David Roddy to to be able to, to make an impact on the glass. And for most of the season, you know, that's been Deshaun Thomas. James Morris has had a couple of nice moments as well. But there are times where I think the Rams still could just use, you know, like a true seven-footer I mean I guess somebody like James Moore's frame but a little bit more skill offensively a little bit more stout defensively and then you could slide DT over to the four because he's not really a five anyways he just kind of serves that role and he's done a great job I mean he deserves a ton of credit but he's gonna sometimes struggle with with some of these teams that just have a ton of size and that's been a, a consistent problem for CSU these last two years really and that's it's Going to be something to to keep an eye on in the Utah State matchup coming up because, you know, Justin Bean is one of the best players in the country and they've got a pretty, pretty stout front court in Logan as well. So should be a fun game. I'm really looking forward to it, but we'll see, you know, if the Rams can kind of make some adjustments, obviously playing better offensively is going to help. It's going to open up things if you can get out and run, create some transition opportunities really it kind of felt like CSU was just on their heels you know San Diego State they jump out to an early lead and you know the Rams were kind of just playing catch up for for the rest of it as as far as the numbers go there there's not a whole lot to be positive about for CSU i mean Medved even said it himself post game he hated the way that the Rams played in this game and they got beat in every way imaginable you know they forced things offensively they couldn't score they gave up offensive rebounds they gave up put back opportunities. They didn't defend well. They didn't make shots. They did make 84% of their free throw attempts. So 84.6, I guess so round up to 85%, 22 of 26 as a team, a large portion of that done by David Roddy and Isaiah Stevens, Stevens seven of seven, Roddy eight of 10. Those guys are clutch. Tanjay also went four or five at the line. And that's really like where you got most of your offense. I mean, close to 50% of your offense came from the free throw line. That's, Tough, you know. It was it was really tough. But at least they knocked them down. I mean, if they had if they had been able to stop San Diego State, being that successful at the free throw line really would have probably made a bigger difference in the game. And I I kinda wish the Rams would have forced the issue a little bit more in the second half. They did at times, but I also felt like when the game was still attainable, when they're only down, you know, twelve, thirteen, they they settled for a lot of jump shots and they just weren't falling and I I get that the three is a big part of modern basketball. I get that you have to take them when they're open. And I get that it's also easier to cut into a deficit with three than two. But when you just haven't hit them for 30 straight minutes and you have a team that, you know, can't really afford to get into foul trouble. I think it, it just would have benefited CSU to attack a little bit more and try and get in the paint again, San Diego state defends really well. So they deserve credit for, for keeping CSU out and, you know, getting them to settle for those shots. But, I just think if they, they would have been a little bit more aggressive earlier in the second half in that regard, you might have been able to cut into it a little bit faster and, and maybe not get in such a large hole in the first place. The thing is, though, is even if CSU could have heated up offensively down the stretch, it, it really wouldn't have probably made that big of a difference in the end because they couldn't get a stop. They gave up 43 points in the second half. The Aztecs closed that game on a 14-0 run. They really poured it on late. I mean, they got a couple of breakaway dunks, you know, where there's nobody in, and it basically just becomes an and-one mixtape. Um, so that's, I mean, if you don't defend, you're not going to be able to win. And and that's, that's the thing that's kind of separated this CSU group. We knew that they would have the offensive potency. I mean, they have so many guys that are capable of getting buckets at, at multiple levels on the floor. They're going to have to defend consistently, though. I mean, Medved said it for two years. They had stretches last year where they flashed their potential on defense, but it, it was never consistent. This year, they had been consistent. They just, they didn't have it on that end today. And and also, San Diego State, they just deserve credit for knocking down some tough shots, you know. Not all of them were wide open. They did hit a lot of open shots, but they also hit a lot of shots from deep or that were, you know, contested with a hand in their face. And really, for the first time this season, they they played like the group that they're capable of. And I'm not trying to make excuses or, or you know anything like that, but I've watched a lot of San Diego State this year. I bet a lot on San Diego State this year, and that's not what they've looked like. I mean, they have really struggled to knock down shots. And then they come out against CSU, and, and they have their best game offensively all year, 48% from the floor, 47% from deep. Matt Bradley absolutely goes off. He has his best game of the season as well. So it was just kind of a, a perfect storm and in, in terms of a blowout, I mean, the Rams playing their first true road game of the season. You're going up against uh, a team that loves to play spoilers. I mean, how many times have we seen San Diego State upset a top 25 team over the years? They have their best game offensively. You have your worst game offensively and defensively, and that's how you lose by 30. It was ugly. It was disappointing. You would have loved to have seen the Rams perform much better on that stage, and this is certainly going to impact their reputation nationally to an extent, but if you take if you take away anything from this podcast, it's just that we can't overreact, and we're going to keep talking about that here momentarily, but we have hit the final week of the pro football regular season, and college football is heading into the national championship. That's on Monday night. Really looking forward to it. DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to get all fans in on the action for this exciting time on the football calendar. New customers can bet $5 on any football team to win their game. If they do, you are going to win $200 in free bets. Let's wind down the season with a big win. Don't worry, if you're a current customer, you can get some skin in the game with the same game parlay. This is, of course, where you combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any football team, college, or pro. Win 200 in free bets if they're victorious. That promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I also want to shout out the homies over at Sexy Pizza. We had Sexy Pizza at every Broncos tailgate. It's delicious, thebomb.com. And to finish up the Broncos season, we have a special discount offer for our fans. From January 8th through January 12th, our fans can get 20% off their online orders when they use the code SEXYDNVR. Look, the college football playoff is coming up on Monday. Nothing better than sitting down eating some pizza, some knots. They got delicious wings. They, in the 13 years in the Denver community, Sexy Pizza is as local as it gets. It's a hand-tossed deck oven pizza with made from scratch each morning dough. They've got a 12-inch, a 16-inch, or an 18-inch crust, so they're going to have the right fit for you. You can add on all the fixins. Like I said, they got wings, salads, pasta knots, dessert options, They've got vegan options. They've got a 12-inch gluten-free crust, which is delicious. Some gluten-free crusts, you know, like it kind of tastes like cardboard. Not a sexy pizza. Everything they have is the best. Order online. Get 20% off your order when you go to www.sexy.pizza and use the promo code SEXYDNVR. This offer is only available through Wednesday. Take advantage now. Oh man! I'm not gonna lie guys whenever i whenever I think about pizza this weekend it's it's gonna be tough my My favorite childhood restaurant front room pizza it's in the Green Mountain area. If you're from the Lakewood area, you know what I'm talking about. It's closed in after thirty five years It got purchased in in two thousand eighteen by some different investor and they just ran it into the ground and I'm heartbroken. It's it's legitimately the most upset I've ever been about a, a food place closing. You know, I've been bummed before, but not you know legitimately <laughs> ready to cry. But man, I just I've been to this place hundreds of times, hun- maybe even a thousand times. It's really not that unrealistic <laughs> to think that. But really bummed. Anyways, sorry. I'm in I'm in a weird mood between that and. The, the Broncos listening to the Chiefs for a 13th time in a row, and CSU getting just bullied on national television. Not a great weekend. Not, not the best weekend. Hopefully this upcoming week is a little bit better. Um, don't overreact. Don't overreact. Let's get back on track here. I understand why everybody's upset, and it, it's total Ram life to have this happen. You know, everybody's feeling good. Everybody's pumped. They've been in the top twenty five for a month. CSU fans are feeling themselves. They've got a premier matchup, you know, the the game that's going to cement their status as as one of the the nation's elite. And they just totally dropped the ball. I mean, that's that's ram life in any sport, you know, I think anybody that's followed CSU for a substantial portion of time knows exactly what I'm talking about. the The big moment has never been kind to CSU fans, not consistently. I mean, I understand that they're, outliers there have been runs if we want to go back to sunny lubick but sunny's been gone for a long time And the last 15 years at least have been just especially harsh i mean even the fun seasons have typically ended with a with a reality check i mean you can look at the first year you stacy was in town when they went to the ncaa tournament they get the opening round wind and, and that was a great year so i'm not trying to diminish diminish anything but then you get beat down by the, the team that ultimately wins the national championship, Louisville. You know, you can look at the CSU football 2014 season. Everything had been going the Rams way for weeks. And then what happens? They go down to the academy. They lose a really tough game against a really good Air Force team. Air Force, Boise State, and CSU all won 10 games that year. So a really, really good division. But CSU drops that one in heartbreaking fashion. And then they lose Jim McElhinney, <laughs> so it's just like even when things are going good, it, it tends to go bad at some point. But that's that's sports, really. I mean, that's just being a sports fan. The reason I'm I'm not all that overly concerned is is just that we've seen in such a larger sample size that this team is talented, that they compete, that they can beat quality opponents. I mean, the norm for them is. Itching this type of game out. It's not getting blown out. So I understand why everybody was bummed. I think, you know, if they could have picked up this win on national television over San Diego State, that would have been oh man, I just <laughs> that would have been incredible. It probably props CSU up into the like close to number 15-ish at that point, depending on what happens in front of them. I mean, it would have been a win that that really garnered them some national respect. Maybe they don't jump five spots. That's probably A bit of an exaggeration on my point but they they definitely would have moved up in the rankings from a win over San Diego State at Viejas it's just a place that teams don't come in and, and win very much and also San Diego State is is one of those teams that just has the they have the brand established and they they earn respect from it they they earn the benefit of the doubt from you know college basketball writers people don't necessarily watch all their games but they just assume that San Diego State is good so it would have been a great opportunity for CSU to pick up a win and said they play their worst game of the season. It happens. It happens. I mean, it's it's the second game off of a, a 24-day pause. It was announced 48 days prior. I mean, it, it, look, I, I will say that's not that big of a deal just because, I mean, David Roddy said it himself on our podcast. They hadn't even begun preparing for Boise State, so it's not like... They had to completely, you know, switch tune from a preparation standpoint, but it's still, you know, from a mindset standpoint, this is one of the biggest games of the season. It's one of those that, you know, you ideally you would have begun that preparation process, you know, like a week ago and, you know, you, you work your way in, you would have had to deal with air force in between, but it's just one of those matchups that you would have put extra prep for. It would have been nice mentally to be able to focus, you know, for multiple days going in instead it gets announced. 48 hours prior, CSU, instead of playing Arizona, plays San Diego State, and they lose a a really big game. I mean, this is a game that's definitely going to have context in in terms of the Mountain West race. This is what I talked about before the game, why I felt like, although I was glad that CSU was going to get an opportunity to play, it was kind of bullshit that they didn't get to play Arizona, because if you get blown out by Arizona... You know it, it maybe hurts your national reputation a little bit. Maybe some people snicker that you're overrated or you know you're not quite on the same level. But it doesn't hurt you in the conference race. And unfortunately, this loss to the Aztecs does. I mean, it it gives San Diego State the upper hand at least now. It's early. It's really early, and that's why i'm why I'm just not freaking out, but it is a loss that that's gonna you know hold some weight. It's one of those that that would have been really big for CSU to pick up if you win. Man, you're you're sitting really pretty, cause who knows if that game at Boise State's gonna happen. And then really you're looking at like trips to Logan and and Laramie as your toughest remaining road games. Maybe Albuquerque if that one ends up happening. You know, Air Force can be kind of a tough place to play, but CSU's won seven straight against them, so it's tough to feel all that concerned, but I don't know. It's it's just a it's a game that, that would have been a bit big to win, but Rams, they they weren't able to get it done. And and so now it's it's all about the response. I mean, I think realistically, it's not like people anticipated that CSU was going to go undefeated or anything like that. You know, a closer loss would have been a little bit easier to stomach for most folks. But at the end of the day, I mean, a loss is a loss. They all count the same. Whether you lose by two or whether you lose by 75, it's still a loss. I mean, I understand that reputation metrics, all of that. You know, there's a big difference between losing by two and losing by seventy five at least in the terms of the way we view it, but they do count the same in terms of how they impact the conference standings. So you move on. I mean, Isaiah Stevens, I thought what he said post game was was great. He's like, you know, everybody gets whooped every now and then. We'll take it on the chin. it's It's all about how you learn from this, all about how you respond. and I, I fully expect to see CSU respond from this. I'm just I'm not concerned about this group. They play too composed, they're too talented. And we've seen for, for such a large sample size that they are a contending basketball team. So was it disappointing? Yeah. Was I was I bummed watching it play out, you know, especially knowing that the trolls were gonna come out? Yep. But also, who gives a crap? You know, let the cynics do what they do. They can, you know, mock CSU come overrated for a month, but we'll remember it. You know, remember it come tourney time when this Rams team is making a run. Over the course of a 30 game season, we see who the best teams are. And there's a reason that, you know, both teams get an opportunity to to play at home. And Viejas is a really tough place to play. So is Moby Arena. And you know that that February 4th orange out is is going to be rocking. So be a goldfish with this one. You know, just forget it. Move on. Keep on swimming. It's really all you can do. I trust this coaching staff. I trust these players. They're going to respond. Yes, it was ugly. Yes, it was disappointing. But that's college basketball. Sometimes you lose a game. Sometimes you get your ass kicked. That's just part of it. It really is. Even good teams lose every now and then. Even good teams get embarrassed every now and then. Don't panic. It's all about the long-term vision. And, and this team still has so much more to accomplish. They weren't realistically going to go undefeated. I know, you know, maybe it does happen every now and then in college basketball. That would have been awesome. But this, this Rams team's going to rack up a whole bunch of wins this year. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how it plays out. All right, that's all I have on this one. Make sure that you check out all of the written content, have everything on the latest football news as far as you know transfers and people declaring for the NFL draft. Shout out to my guy, Barry Wesley. Going to talk about him on tomorrow's Rams pod. Uh, the David Roddy t-shirts are now back in stock. You can get those at the DNVR locker. They're awesome. They're really comfortable and they're just fly as hell. So go get one for you, for your girlfriend, for your grandma, everyone you know. I would love to see as many David Roddy shirts as possible when the Aztecs return to town. Well, I guess it's going to be an orange out. Can't ruin the orange out mood. We'll have to pick a different game for that. But you need them. You know, they're super comfy. They look cool. And you are going to love it. Um, Yeah, that's all I've got. Shout out to all of you. Really looking forward to the national championship on Monday. Much love. Nico, you know, you mentioned playing a true road game and how much you love it. Obviously not the outcome that anybody was looking for, but how much are you guys going to benefit from this experience and, and getting that opportunity to, to be in
1: the hostile environment again? Well, the key is was we have to, you know what I mean? Uh, whether we we benefit or not, I mean, that's our charge. I mean, I have no doubt um, that we will. Uh, that's what we'll talk about. That's what we'll work out when we get back to the practice course. So you, you have no choice, right? You better better benefit from it and, uh, give them a lot of credit, man. They came in and shorthanded. And again, I really liked how the game was going kind of in the first half. And right at the end of the first half, I thought they started to kind of impose their physicality on us a little bit. And then obviously that just, you know, turned into a groundswell there in the, in the second half. But now we'll, we'll learn from it. And, and like I said, you can't overreact to, uh, to any of these things or underreact. Uh, I mean, we know we got some things we're really going to have to clean up here, right? If we're going to win at the level that we want to. But at the same point in time, we're 11 and 1. It's a loss, Um, and we get to go play again on Wednesday.